This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. My guest today, Russ Stevens, helps business owners double the size of their business through profitable growth. He is located in Australia, so he's up really early this morning to share his wisdom and years of experience with us. Russ is the co-founder of the Association of Professional Builders and has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. He will share some of the dumb things that contractors have done and how to avoid making those mistakes. Russ, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks so much, Ruth. Excited to be on the show. My pleasure. Thank you for getting up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> uh, we're used to it in Queensland. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So a little bit of background. You started the Association of Professional Builders, correct? Yes, that's right. Yes, we, we started the Association of Professional Builders back in 2014 after starting originally a marketing agency for builders back in 2011 and generating leads for builders but then seeing the gap that came afterwards um, yeah you can generate all the leads in the world but unless you have a process for closing those leads into sales and then a process for actually making money out of the delivery of those services you know you're not really any better off so that's how the association of professional builders came into being yeah processes processes as you say it I mean, it's totally, you know, we can use a dartboard, but I don't think that works really well. And I'm sure you don't think so either. But <laughs> if you have standard procedures and processes, you have a better shot at being profitable, correct? Yeah, that's right. And that is the backbone of the Association of Professional Builders. We've developed systems for a residential building company covering marketing, sales, operations, financials. And it's those systems that we roll out and implement into building companies. And part of those systems are dealing with the HVAC guys and the plumbing guys and the electrical guys and the roofing guys and the framer guys, right? Absolutely. Uh, yes. So, uh, and, uh, and, and, and running uh, contractors, managing contractors, it's, uh, it's, it's, well, I say it's no different. It's slightly different, obviously, to having employees, but you have to take uh, responsibility because these guys are, are a very important part of your operation so uh, yeah if uh, if there's a gap in someone's own systems then uh, you've got to take on the responsibility and uh, and help plug that gap so you've got clients in the u.s as well as australia so is it different in australia than it is in the u.s or not no that's probably one of the big myths when people come to us it's well i'm in the u.s or i'm in canada or i'm in new zealand and the the challenges that uh, residential home builders face are the same all across the world and it doesn't matter where you are or even uh within the us whether you're in a metro area or a rural location the same uh, challenges come up and the same systems and strategies fix those challenges you and i are going to sound like a broken record today with strategies, processes, procedures, <laughs> <laughs> it does not matter what, what it is or where it is. So, um, so how did you develop them? Were you, you know, you've 
done the association you started in marketing and what did you just see everybody screwing up? Well, started out by providing services to builders, which um, was online workplace health and safety documentation. And as you can imagine, no one gets too excited about buying workplace health and safety documentation. It's something they no. have to have rather than they, they want to have. But that, um, that kind of developed uh, an interest in online selling and learning the new sales process that was uh, coming into play because the internet was uh, turning the whole sales process on its head, not just for builders, but for everybody. all industries. Yeah, yeah that's right. Everybody. Yeah. So learning about how to sell via a website automatically, which meant you had to get your marketing messages just right because you didn't have the luxury of having conversations uh, a lot of the time or, or you needed good marketing to generate those conversations. So what I found was after uh, closing a, a big sale with a builder, they were never too excited. Yeah, you didn't get the release of dopamine <laughs> from no, making a I'll purchase. But uh, talking to them afterwards about how things were going and uh, invariably it was the same things that are coming up. I need more leads. I'm, I'm, you know, things have changed. The advert in the yellow pages is no longer working. Uh, how do I get more leads? So I'd kind of talk to them about what they needed to be doing on their website, the messaging they could change, the strategies they could put into place. And they got quite pumped and excited from those conversations. And, and naturally, I did too. And uh, I kind of realized that uh, it was a lot more exciting talking to builders about marketing and sales and growing their company rather than you know, providing them with a service that they needed but, but didn't want. So in 2011, um, my daughter left university and together we started up a marketing agency for builders. And that's really put us on the path to, to then launching the Association the of Professional Association. Builders yeah. in 2014. So what do you think the biggest mistake is between subcontractors and the builders? Yeah, the, it's interesting, really, because residential home builders do follow the path of becoming subcontractors first and then uh, moving on because the, you know, the typical contractor will leave school, they'll do an apprenticeship, they'll then become qualified they'll then start their own carpentry team and then naturally evolve into becoming builders. So they're facing the same challenges and that is that they've had no formal training on structuring and organizing and operating a building company. And that is one of the most complex things you can do because you're bringing together resources and, uh, and budget on a, on a fixed timeline very, very difficult to do without the proper systems in place. And these guys, you've got to admire them. They do it all in their head on site. And that will get them to a, a certain point. But if you're serious about growing your business and, um, and creating a company that's going to be a valuable asset that can be sold or, or even you know, provide a good income without you working flat out in it, You've got to get systemized. So I guess the, the, the biggest mistake we see first off with um, guys that uh, have transitioned from uh, being a, operating a carpentry team into becoming builders, and typically what we see with subcontractors as well, is they have this mentality of get work, get paid. And it's just this cycle, get work, go and do the work, get paid. And uh, that will leave them on the hamster wheel for, <laughs> forever uh, forever yeah. Yeah. <laughs> forever in the day and you've got to really step back from that and you've got to kind of look at uh, look at your, your your business from a higher level 
And when I talk about, you know, get work, do work, get paid, there's no funnel in place. There's no marketing funnel that's consistently bringing in the leads. Even when they don't need leads, they've got to be bringing leads into the business. There's, there's no sales pipeline that's systematically processing or advancing the sale. It's, uh, it's kind of ad hoc and reactive, and you've got to have a documented sales process that's going to um, deal with each uh, inquiry in the same manner because that will give you the, the profits and the quality of leads when you, when you systemize that process. Um, one, of the, one of the big things is something we all know instinctively, but we kind of forget in our own businesses because we're, we're simply too close to the action. And that is the law of supply and demand. Okay, when we get back, yeah, let's talk about the law of supply and demand when we get back from break, because that's really, really important for everybody. Will that work? Cool. All right. Before we take a break, where can people reach you if they want to get more information? If they go to the apbbuilders.com website, there is a ton of information for contractors. So that's apbuilders.com. Very good. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign when the service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronin the rubber duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives Into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives Into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Russ Stevens, who helps business owners double the size of their businesses through profitable growth. And before the break, we started talking about sell, produce, basically. Sell, produce, sell, produce, sell, produce, and never getting off the hamster wheel, correct? That's right. Yes, yes. It's a a rut we end up in if we're not careful. And so we have to build a business, not just a job for ourselves. And Right before the break, you brought up the next crazy thing called supply and demand. So let's start exploring that. Yeah, supply and demand is something we all know instinctively forms the basis of a successful business. But we we tend to be too close to it in our own businesses and kind of miss that opportunity. But in terms of general contractors and subcontractors, this is all about managing your supply and making sure that your demand exceeds your supply. Because when you have more demand for your services than you can possibly supply, that is when you can increase your margins. And that is key to being successful and actually growing a, uh, a construction business both safely and securely. 
Um, now, in, in, in terms of general contractors, this is what we teach them, and I'm sure this would work for subcontractors as well, but what we call them is uh, construction slots. So we get our builders to map out their construction slots, i.e. their start dates, in the year ahead. So now, based on the size of their business and how much they, they anticipate doing in the next 12 months, they will have their construction start dates all mapped out for the coming year. And what that means is when they're dealing with um, consumers uh, in the actual sales process, they now have a finite amount of supply. And, and if they're working to the other end of that scale and generating more demand than they need, now they have a situation where they are in control. They have leverage, they have the power because for every one construction slot, they have two highly qualified uh, consumers that want to get started building. And, uh, and this is what puts you on the front foot and allows you to start increasing your margins. So can the subs do that with uh, the generals? Because you know, the sub, uh, general can just say, well, I'm not gonna use you anymore, I'll go use somebody else. Yeah, that, that's always something we tell ourselves that uh, if I don't do this, they'll go somewhere else. However, if we are providing a good service, and, uh, and especially in the construction industry as well, good subcontractors are hard to find, and builders will always be loyal and stick to the best subcontractors. That's the best builders, of course. You mm -hmm. know, there's always exceptions to this, but generally... If you're doing the right thing, you're a good communicator, and that's, that's key. You know, uh, you've got to be a good communicator with, uh, with the, the builders that you're working for. If you're a good communicator and you do good work, not only will those builders pay a premium for your service, they'll even uh, adjust their schedule to fit in with you. Yeah. I think you just hit on the third thing that uh, most contractors, either subs or generals, don't do, and that's communicate well. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's not, again, it's not just this industry, it seems to be highlighted in this industry, we did a lot of research with consumers and uh, the number one fear, the number one pain point is all about communication, they've all heard the horror stories. And uh, you're right, Ruth. Um, yeah, in this industry, we just do not commute, uh, communicate as well as we could. That means opening up, telling them the good and the bad and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Getting on the front foot. That's it. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, everything that goes wrong, it's an opportunity to have that conversation. And um, if you deal with it right, um, it's, um, yeah, it's never a bad thing. The worst thing you can do is ignore it. Yeah, because it only gets worse. And people Absolutely. get madder and madder and madder. And something that could have been taken care of when it was little blows up. And nobody wins in that case. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so we have supply and demand. We have lack of communication. We have the hamster wheel. Um, so what else? One other thing. Financial reporting. This is something uh, again. <laughs> and, I, and I think this is because of the, uh, the, the, the background, the path that contractors have taken to end up where they are. They tell themselves this story that I'm no good with numbers. That's not my strength. Maybe I wasn't great at school. And it's all rubbish. All yeah, skills absolutely. are learnable. Yep. And um, we've, we've worked with contractors from all walks of life. And I can tell you, there is nothing you can't do when it comes to numbers. Um, 
don't be intimidated by your accountant or even your bookkeeper. You operate a very complex business. You are smart enough to master your numbers. It's um, all you got to do is commit to it and you can do this. Yeah. Um, and you've got to master your numbers in order to number one, operate and manage a, a good, healthy business in the first place. But secondly, if you have any intentions of scaling and growing your contracting business, you've got to master your numbers. Uh, I, I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, the way I look, I mean, I'm, I'm a numbers girl and everybody who has listened to this, this podcast over the years knows that I'm a numbers girl. But the way I really explain it is this, look, Accounting was invented somewhere between 1200, 1300, somewhere around there by the monks who had to take care of the rich Venetians money. They didn't have QuickBooks, they didn't have a calculator. And yes, the Chinese had abacuses, but they weren't talking to each other. They had to make it easy. Framing a house is more difficult than looking at numbers. Spend the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And organizing the team and getting them on site. And very, very complex stuff. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, we never want to hear anyone say, I'm just a builder or I'm just a plumber or anything like that because, um, yeah, you guys are smart. Yeah, don't, uh, don't ever put yourself down in that way. Yeah, absolutely. All right, give us your website one more time. It's apbbuilders.com. And if they go to forward slash contractor sense, we put some extra resources uh, on there for your listeners' uh, roof, which means they can download the sales process for builders, access free trainings, um, take a look behind the scenes of, in the APB members area, and even join the APB as well. Great. Russ, thanks so much for being with us. Great. Thank you, Ruth. Very much appreciated and enjoyed it. I did too. So enjoy your day. <laughs> Will do. And thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email Ruth King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.